Welcome to ID Hub Talks. In this podcast, we're reporting from ECWID 2017 in Vienna, Austria. We're speaking to Mahmoud Ganum from Case Western Reserve University and the University Hospital's Cleveland Medical Center, who presented his work at the conference on Candida aureus. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your career today? My name is Mahmoud Gannoum. I am professor and director for the Center of Medical Mycology at Case Western Reserve University and the University Hospitals Cleveland Medical Center. I've been there for the last uh, 20 years and before that I was at UCLA in infectious diseases and I really started in England my entire career where I did my PhD on the study of uh, candida in particular. So for the last over 40 years I've been focusing on fungal infections. Yeah, great. Why do you think fungal infections present a research area of unmet need? For a very long time people focus on the study of bacteria, which is of course important. Having said that, fungi, especially since we started new medical procedures, new way of prescribing drugs, it's become more and more important. Because what happens, if your immunity, let's say for example in transplant patients, or if you use a drug such as antibiotic, you affect the not only the bad bacteria but also the good bacteria. Mm. And since bacteria and fungi they work together and they live in our body, fungi then have the opportunity to come out and start causing disease. Why it is unmet need? Because fungal infections are the third or fourth nosocomial bloodstream infections, infections in hospitals. And it is associated with highest mortality, even when you compare it to other uh, bacterial infections. So for us, a lot of the time people, when they are, for example, cancer patients, when they die, they don't die from the cancer, they die from fungal infections. Yeah. And therefore, it's really uh, an area which needs to be investigated. Unlike the bacterial world where we have a lot of antibacterials, although we have like, you know, the resistant yeah. issues, now fungi, we have a handful of drugs. And also what's really important recently, there is a new species of candida called Candida auris, A-U-R-I-S, which is multi-drug resistant. This is the first time we have a fungi that we will, will pose a problem regarding how to treat it because of the resistance. So that's why it is unmatnid and that's why we need more funding to try to look at fungal infections, how to manage them and how to really uh, optimize our health when it comes to fungi. Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. Um, could you outline the projects you're currently working on? You know, as, as I mentioned, I direct the Center for Medical Mycology and this center is from test tube to patient. Mm. So I have some basic research areas. In particular, uh, I work on biofilms, fungal biofilm as well as bacterial biofilms. But more recently, in the last uh, maybe seven, eight years, I start focusing on understanding what is the fungal community instead of the bacterial community in our body. And that's why we named really the microbiome, mm. which is the fungal community in our body. Mm. I have been looking at it not only in health, such as, for example, what fungi is present in our oral cavity or in the gut in healthy situation, but also we are looking at it in 
disease states, for example, in HIV, and we published some papers uh, on that, as well as more recently, we looked at Crohn's disease. And, you know, what's so exciting about this is that we know very little mm. about the microbiome. So even being a part of also dermatology, we're starting to look at the skin. Mm. So that's our basic research, but in addition, we do a lot of translational research where we uh, try to help companies develop their drug, yeah. as well as we have our own development with respect to new ways, for example, probiotics to try to combat the imbalance in our microbiota. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's, it's really interesting. So the microbiome has had a lot of interest in the last few years and you've pioneered research into the fungal component, the microbiome, as you've mentioned. Do you feel the microbiome is likely to be relevant in oral and intestinal health? At least based on our studies mm. and also more recently, I'm pleased to say that other people, other researchers are starting to go and look into it and it's becoming clear that the fungi play a role in our health and wellness and disease. And there is, for example, there are studies to show fungi is associated with obesity. Our work shows that it is associated with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, for example. So what's important is, I'm not saying it's only fungi, <laughs> clearly. The issue is it is not only fungi, not only bacteria, it's the two together. Yeah. They work and they cooperate. Yeah. And I wrote an article in Mbio, it's a commentary about fungi and bacteria have evolved in such a way that they come together and help each other living inside a biofilm. Mm. And that's why I think fungi is going to be very important to study in addition to bacteria, otherwise you are only telling half of the story. Yeah, it's important yeah. to look at both. So you need at both. <laughs> and that's what I've been uh, advocating since 2010 when I wrote the first article in uh, actually an opinion piece in, in the ASM microbes. Mm. I said we really need to look at both. Mm. And this continues to become clearer to me, mm. especially with the findings and the studies that we showed. It's, it's more and more uh, real and more and more important to look mm. at more. Absolutely, yeah. Um, research at the Centre for Medical Mycology at Case Western Reserve University combines basic and translational projects, like you said. Do you think a bench-to-bedside approach is important to your field? Oh, no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, as a PhD, <laughs> I am a scientist, mm. but I am a great believer in that we really need to work with the physicians and the clinicians and come together as a team to try to translate what, they, what we discover mm. so that we can help our patients. Mm. Without this step, we are lost. A lot of the time people just focus in their own little area, for example, oh, let's clone these genes and this sort of thing. To me, this is great, is very important mm. as a basic science, but then we need to start thinking, how can we translate our discoveries to make them help people? Mm. because that's after all what we are all about. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the most promising strategies are for overcoming the growing threat of antifungal resistance? You know, this is a really very important question, particularly, as I mentioned earlier, with this new uh, candida aureus, mm. uh, the discovery of this emerging multi-drug resistance. I think, first of all, with respect to drug resistance, like, in a way, antibacterial resistance is we need to be sure that we are using the right drug 
we need to make sure we don't underdose. Yeah. You know, one of the big mistakes people did when uh, early in the 90s where they used fluconazole to treat oral candidiasis, they underdosed it. Mm. Uh, like instead of uh, using 150 or 200 milligram, they used 50 milligram per day and that allowed resistance to develop. Mm. So it's important to have the right dose. It's important to be aggressive uh, at the beginning to, to treat because these are, as I mentioned, devastating uh, uh, organisms. Also, we need to keep looking for new ways yeah. to really discover new drugs that are able to deal with the risk of uh, or the threat of resistance. Great, thank you. Uh, in your opinion, what are the key hurdles to be overcome in this field? I mean, we touched upon some of them. Number one is with respect to, we need to make sure we have drugs to deal with the resistant issues. Number two, we really need to understand the organism and how they work together, like with bacteria. Yeah, yeah. Because if we understand that the fungal bacterial interactions, we will be able to come out with the new strategies uh, to deal with uh, how can we maintain our balance, for example. Yeah. And one of the hurdles is we should not only focus on drugs, we should also look on probiotics. And that's an area where okay. we started uh, to look at. And what we found is you can have probiotics that can balance both bacteria and fungi and maintain the, the, that balance. At the same time, we need to start thinking of new strategies. Like for example, Crohn's disease. Should we just use antibacterial agents? So should we really, since now we are showing that there is fungi in our gut, should we also use some antifungal agents? Okay. Also, once you get rid of the overgrowth of the bad bugs, whether it's bacteria or fungi, can we maintain the balance using a probiotic? I just want to tell you that we started to develop actually such a probiotic. Okay. And I'm currently also working with some other, with startup and small uh, biotech pharma, where I am helping them seeing whether can we use, for example, antifungal to control the growth of fungi and then follow it by a probiotic. Yeah. What's so exciting about this, it's all new areas. Yeah, and yeah. It's all new. And the most important thing is having funding. Yeah. <laughs> because without funding, it's very difficult to do this research. Yeah, absolutely. But it's an exciting time. Yeah, yeah, it's an exciting area, really. I, I noticed a lot of the talks here are quite based on fungi yeah. and fungal yes. infections yeah. things. It was amazing to me, like now there is standing room only. Yeah. So finally, what's been your highlight of ECMA 2017 so far? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, first of all, uh, it's amazing with respect to uh, ECMA, how much it grew. Mm. I remember few, when I first came many years ago, it was only less than a thousand people. Now mm. it's, like, it's a huge. It's, it's huge, huge, yeah. It's becoming a very, very critical uh, meeting. Also, it's fun because uh, I'm looking at all the new technologies that are being introduced, like a lot of sequencing, a lot of uh, automation. Uh, it's really exciting. Oh, great, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this ID Hub Talks podcast from Infectious Diseases Hub. You can find more podcasts as well as news, interviews and opinion pieces at www.idhub.com.